Hello, everyone, and welcome to Knights of the Pageless Library. We are a little podcast dedicated to reviewing audiobooks. I am Bo Knight, and with me, as always, is Ryan Knight. And today we are taking a look at Titanborn, written by Rhett C. Bruno and read by uh, uh, R.C. Bray, I think is how you say his name? Yeah. <laughs> it just looks weird to me. It does look weird, and it is sort of confusing, the fact that it's Rhett C. Bruno and then R.C. Bray. Like, yeah. It, it. I don't know. The fact that it's rcb and rcb that is interesting uh i should mention too this is book one of the titanborn series this is i think only available on audible too correct and i believe this one was free it might still be free with your uh like if you're a prime member this one you can get this first book are they not all uh, I don't know, and it takes me a second to figure out how to look them up on my phone. So if anybody knows that, uh, go ahead and email us, kotpl.pod at gmail.com, and let us know uh, if we know what we're talking about or if we're dumb. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, when did this thing come out? Uh, I'm seeing uh, 2019. Okay, so it's pretty pretty new. Yeah, this guy, uh, Retsy Bruno, must be busy because two years ago, so in 2019, it looks like Titanborn came out, and he's pretty much, oh, wow, uh, most of that whole series came out in 2019. Oh. So he wrote five, six, seven books in one year. That's pretty impressive. And it looks like... He doesn't just do fantasy stuff. I mean, like, sci-fi stuff. He also does some fantasy novels, too. So it looks like maybe he has a wide range. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's. I'm seeing that, too. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. <clears throat> I mean, this is the first time I've ever listened to him. Yeah, say, oh, I didn't realize. I knew we had this Dead Acre book in our library that's he's one of the two writers in that i haven't listened to it but we do have that book oh it looks like a western spooky western anyways all right moving on here so yeah well so what do you think of um mr Uh, rc bray as the narrator of this one i think he does a pretty good job he's real gruff I thought so too. Um, I thought for the main character, it was very fitting. Um, uh, there's not really like a, actually I thought for Jeff, he did good too. Like, yeah, he does a good job for Jeff because, and we'll talk about that when we get into it, but uh, because Jeff is supposed to be very monotone, he did a very good job. I think of doing like Jeff's voice. Uh, I'm not necessarily going to say he could make or break this story. Uh, I just thought he, on his own, did a good job. I don't necessarily think he added or took anything away from this. Yeah, that's a fair way to put it. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I kind of liked him, actually. I feel like he's real gruff. He's real gravelly. Yeah, and I thought he did a good job. And I think... uh, I mean, I could see him doing several other books that I like and being a very good, you know, narrator for a few different titles that I have in mind. But I just don't know that he, for me, like elevated this title, if that makes sense. 
No, I, I think I understand. But it's uh, not his fault. Hmm. Right, exactly. So this book is considered a like a mystery uh, thriller sci-fi. Mystery? Um, what? Yeah, that's what it says right here on Audible. Fucking mystery, thriller, and suspense. <laughs> I mean, there was one little twist that had me going right up until about 10 minutes before they revealed it. So, I mean, there's that. Okay. I don't, twist to me is a bit... Okay, never mind. You're, you're, you're getting me want to talk about some shit already that I can't talk about. Okay. Mystery I have an issue with. That's sure. like going to your fridge and there being no milk and they're being like, oh, mystery, where's my milk? Right. Like, no, it's not. That's You're looking for milk. It's not a mystery. There's no milk and there's an empty milk jug. Yeah, it's like, what happened? That's dumb. Okay. Yeah. And I, I have finished filling my about. cup of milk. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, the history? length of this one. Oh, yeah. Okay. So this book clocks in right at seven hours and 23 minutes. Minutes, which we uh, forgot to mention. If you, like I said, you can get this one for free. Or if you were going to buy this, uh, it would be 1995. Yeah. Okay. That's... I mean, I think time the amount of like the length of the book compared to the um the cost i don't think like 20 dollars is unreasonable um but we will talk about that more here in a minute once we pass our recommendations yeah what do you think is this kind of easy to listen to um actually it kind of was to be honest uh like it had a couple parts where i was confused but for the most part, since we only follow this one character, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, I like at the beginning, as with any sci-fi novel, when you get kind of battered with just the sci like this techno sci-fi babble, it's oh, hard yeah, to understand the, what they're talking about. The sci-fi word salad for sure. Yeah, like but like I was like, oh man, I'm not gonna be able to follow this shit. But then it kind of it kind of opened up and like you said, it's it's really easy because it's from one perspective start to finish. And right. so it's very easy to kind of follow. And I 100% agree with you because I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, here we go. Another sci-fi book just full of sci-fi babble. However, I have to give uh, Rhett C. Bruno some credit here that he did not – like this is not the worst offender I've ever seen for um, a sci-fi oh, book. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and again, I think this one was uh, was pretty easy listening. Um, it's not it. RC Bray does a good job, and it's not so dense that like I was doing other things while I listened to it. And while I'm not going to be able to recall a lot of details, I think I still understand what happened from start to finish. Yeah, I, I would agree with that entirely. Uh, so, what do you think? You recommend this one or no? I think. If you're a fan of like, okay, what I appreciated about this one is it's sci-fi that's not necessarily far from home, if that makes sense. In in the sense of uh, this stuff takes place on or around Earth. It takes place on planets that you've heard of. It takes place in, in a way that's not so far-fetched that it's like boggles your mind essentially um 
So that being said, I think if you're a fan of like sci-fi and you don't have anything else to listen to right now, this would be a damn. <laughs> that was a roast. Um, but again, uh, I've listened to much worse sci-fi stories for sure. Okay. I'm not going to recommend this one. Okay. I didn't really enjoy it that much. And I, f- I felt like the story was kind of paper thin until like the end when they were like, ha, gotcha. And it was like, sure. Did you like, right. I, what the fuck? Like, I don't know. I, the ending to me felt so sloppy and so rushed. And I agree. Like I was kind of on board until then. But I mean, like they were losing me a little bit, like in towards the middle part. But like I kind of like the relationship between like our main character and Jeff. I feel like that kind of builds up nicely. I agree. But, yep. But then I I don't know the the ending to me it was just like you know what fuck all that and then it, I I don't I I was like what is happening like this this doesn't really add up. Yeah, and I didn't really like how they threw that relationship that we just built up over five hours. They just throw it out the window. Oh I yeah, like they that. they throw it in the dumpster and blow it up. Like yeah. I and I I don't know. I just like. There are, there are so many things that you're like, oh, what is like what is this going to be about where it, it didn't end up fucking mattering at all? Sure. And I I don't know. It just – like I see where you're coming from. Yeah, it's, an, it's, it's a nice little like sci-fi story, I guess, if you're not going to take it too seriously. But I'm very surprised that this is part of a story, like a, a part of a series because this kind of seems yeah. open and shut to me. I agree, yeah. Like I didn't – I was not left wanting more or wanting to know anything else about this universe. I was like, oh, all right, cool. It's over, I guess. Right. But there's yeah, more. I agree. But yeah, there's uh four more books. So apparently this universe is pretty expansive. Um I mean and he did a pretty good job with his world building, I will say. Like he did fill in a lot of things like cuz there's a lot going on here even though we are just following Malcolm Graves, that's the main character. Um there's a lot of other things being talked about that are happening simultaneously. So there is a lot of meat here. Um, and I could see how he could make a series out of that. Yeah. yeah and I, I think the details are the best parts. Like, you know, just like learning about like how people have to go through regular life in this future world, I think was interesting. Sure. It's just it's that ending is so bad that it basically makes everything before it not worth your time, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I would agree with that. Um, I thought his world building was pretty consistent though. Like, when, oh yeah when the characters did go to a different planet he he does talk about the fact that there's different gravity and they're affected differently and i i thought that was very very well put together you know yeah it is very consistent it sticks to the its own rules that it makes and i do like that yeah i i definitely can appreciate that um and i do i like uh graves as a character um uh, and I like the little bit of struggle we kind of see like internally as he's, I mean, we do see some growth from him as a character, which is, is actually pretty well done. I thought in a very simplistic way, even it's not like a game of Thrones. You have to wait 160 hours to see what actually happens to one character that has survived long enough. So I just felt like his, I'll put it in quotes, his growth at the end was kind of unearned and felt it came out of nowhere for me Uh, yeah it just didn't it just didn't really add up it's like because i because i I, I agree with you he was growing towards something but it's like it's like it was like actually no he fell through a trap door now he's an entirely different person like all that stuff that he did before didn't matter yeah and i yeah you're right 
Sorry. Yeah, I mean, the, like, the, this book is not terrible. I don't want anybody to be like, mm, both things. This is hot garbage. It's not hot garbage. I just, the ending, I just take a lot of issue with. And we'll get into it. All right. Yeah. Speaking of which, we're, let's go ahead and get into it. So there you go. You know, you kind of have not really recommended from either one of us. Um, again, if you find yourself without something else to listen to and you're like a fan of sci fi, you. You're, you'll be okay with this one i would say i don't think you're gonna be like blown away by it no but <laughs> uh yeah so we're gonna pass the spoiler wall for anybody who's new here that means we're basically gonna spoil most of the story um so if you want to listen to this book go ahead and go do that and then come back here and hear what we have to say about it or if you think we could sum it up well enough then just keep listening yeah maybe skip this one <laughs> sure um yeah, so I already can't remember the very opening of this story because it opens with an uh, – it's not an epilogue. It's a prologue. Um, it opens with a prologue of – are these two um, ringers that are talking? Yeah, in the beginning, I think so. Okay, because I couldn't remember. And are they basically talking about essentially the plot of the entire story, like what's going to happen? I, I yeah, I kind of get the vibe that they're like people recapping it after the fact. Oh, you might be right. Yeah, that could be that could be true. But basically, we I, get. These... I guess we should explain what ringers are. Well, <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically, in this future, which is not super far in the future, right? It's in like it's like twenty two thirty something. I thought. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Something like that. Um, but basically, uh, humans have kind of spread out and started to colonize the, uh, soul solar system that they are in. Um, and ringers are the people who first like left earth. Right. And were colonizing like, uh, well, they colonized like Titan, right? Yeah. Saturn and Saturn and a few other things. And, um, they are people who have basically evolved off of earth. So they have evolved differently than earth people now because they've, they have multiple generations that have been born on these other planets. So they are no longer like they're humans, but they're pretty much nothing like earth humans anymore. Yeah. They're like really tall and thin because the mm -hmm. gravity's less on Titan right. and they are super vulnerable to all human diseases. Right. Yeah. So they uh, often are like uh, very pale. They're very like thin skinned and they usually have to always be wearing like a uh, breathing apparatus or something to try to keep them from getting any sort of like earth bacteria into them or on them at all. Yeah. Um, so this opening little prologue opens with a few of those people talking about a plot of some kind. Um, that's the key takeaway from the prologue. And then we get to right, we pick up with Graves and he's like he's a collector. So he's like basically a bounty hunter for businesses is the way I understood it, right? Right. And the specific business he works for is Prevenio Corp. So this is like the biggest company there is, right? right? So basically think in the future, uh, he would work for Amazon and the other guy we'll meet later works for Walmart. 
like yeah does, <laughs> kind of yeah it's kind of kind of or google amazon and google we'll put it that way it would be like if you didn't pay your amazon bill and instead of like not sending you packages is that a dude just showed up at your house and shot you in the face yeah he kicked in your door he told you to pay him the credits because that's what they call them is credits you know because every sci-fi book has to have credits um yeah, that's very fair I just find it funny, though, because like as we go on through this, so it's Prevenio, and I cannot think of the name of the other company. Uh, it starts with like a V, I think. Um, but it's just funny because like, you know, one year Prevenio will launch like the ship and the next year it's like their rival is launching a ship. And so they have this like, these are basically the two largest corporations in the universe at this point, yeah. as far as humans go. So <laughs> they're constantly just like, they're neck and neck on who can do you know who outdo the other yeah 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 there's just freaking two competing titans exactly but he uh, is going in to like break up a mining colony they are like on strike and he's like going in to specifically take out like their leader so because as any rich business person knows when the help gets uppity if you take out their their leader they're kind of going to lose strength <laughs> sure and he goes in, right, and he, he botches it, which to me, when I was listening to it, it didn't really sound like he botched it that bad. He, he like, hesitates for a couple seconds, and so people end up getting killed. And so he's on leave on Earth, right? He's, he's, he's like, in mandatory vacation. Yeah, they put him on mandatory vacation because he botched that, yeah. But did it sound like he botched it to you? Because, like, when I was listening to it, it didn't seem that bad. I didn't really think so. Um it kind of that did kind of confuse me. Um, I do like the fact though that he like botched it, and he's also been doing this for like ever. So yeah. it's it's part of his like character, the fact that he's like he's an, an expert, but he's getting old. So yeah. like some of his you know faculties are slipping, and I did like that as far as his character kind of quirks go. So he's like at a bar on Earth. It's almost M Day, which I don't remember what that means. Or is it M Day? It is M Day because, and this is when they send, like every year, they send another ship into space that's going to try to colonize further and further away from Earth, essentially. Right. It's really, really dumb. Like, <laughs> it just, it does seem like something humans would do, though. Yeah, it is very human. Because and and uh, Graves even mentions it. He's like, oh, I've seen so many of these uh, take off, but I've never seen like hardly any land because it takes them like 150 years to get where they're going. Yeah, it takes a long time <laughs> to go through space. Yeah. Anyways, and this oh. is where uh, so while he's at the bar, right, he meets uh, a ringer, mm -hmm. and he he has a conversation with this guy, and I can't for the life of me remember the the. Uh, anything that was said uh i mean they basically just talk about like the class structure and how like ringers are treated worse than just normal humans and does he know he's a ringer at this point or yeah. was he just thinking he's an off-worlder no he, he knew he was a ringer because the way he was dressed right he has like a mask on and rubber gloves and his eyes are all fucked up just from oh. being on earth like yeah, they're yeah, all yeah. red and it's, bloodshot it's shortly after this when they catch him on um security footage that they think he's an old man right mm -hmm. okay. well yeah we, i guess we should explain a little more right? yeah 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 keep yeah keep going i just am reminding myself 
Well, we should mention too this whole throughout this whole time, Graves is talking about like he had a daughter that he used to bring with him on missions. Who was an illegal daughter, by the way? Yeah, we don't know that part yet. Right. But she, he he just had a daughter that he can he like as he's going through this M day, he's remembering like the first M day he spent with her. Right. Which he was like up on the roof, right, shooting, letting mm-hmm. her shoot his pistol or something. Yeah. His space pistol. And while he's at this bar, right, like a big bomb goes off. It's not while is it while he's there or is it after he leaves because of the I can't remember, um, I can't remember either. Um, but yes, at some point a a bomb go, is set off, um, and it's like during the launching of the ship, right? Mm-hmm. So it causes like ultra pandemonium because there's tons of people gathered out in the streets and stuff to see another ship leave the planet you know to go colonize um and he ends up with more flashbacks right because he rescues like some lady and her daughter or something like that um uh so we find out because he's supposed to be on vacation but he ends up like reporting in that he he uh like what happened and I thought um, they'd call him because they're like, "Are oh, you're there, aren't you? Oh, you might be right. Yeah, because the, exactly then, right. then they tell him, they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, you have a partner now. That's right. Yep, that's right. You're going to take. Yeah, that's right, because they they think they know what's going on or they have like an uh, an idea. So they they are going to assign him a partner and him and his partner are going to go investigate what they think the cause of the bombing was. And obviously he's pissed off because I work alone, damn it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, because he used to consider his daughter his partner, like as she was growing up. And we learn a little bit more about like what happened with his daughter as the story goes on. Um, but then he's introduced to his partner, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Jaff. And Jaff is a, what'd you call him? Cogent cogent that's which, right which is, i think means cyborg i'm not sure i i can't 100 say that with confidence um he's a human but he wears like this he has one eye that's blind which we learn why later but he on his other eye he wears like a lens that's like green and it's like plugged into his head it's not just like on his eyeball it's like plugged into his head um and jeff is like hyper trained in a lot of things essentially um and their first the first thing they need to do is track down the uh the bomber obviously whoever set this bomb off yeah and there's like a lot of freaking semantics that happens here i mean like obviously immediately their their two styles clash because Jaff is very by the book as a robot would be. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, and Graves is very much so like get the job done at all costs. Yeah. So, um, basically, uh, they end up figuring out that the guy that the ringer that Malcolm had, or excuse me, Graves, Malcolm Graves had met at the bar is the one who planted and set the bomb off. So, they have to go find this guy. He also like, didn't he like beat the shit out of a freaking uh, mechanic and like, yeah, uh, 
That's right, because then he was basically there was another plan. This this ringer was going to set in motion, um, but they catch him, um, and the guy ends up killing himself before they can kill him. And he talks about the um, Titanborn, Titanborn, and the children of Titan. That's what children their Titan, organization yeah. is called. Yeah, the children of Titan is what this organization is called. And he has some little saying that he says. That like all kind of cultists would say right before they kill themselves. And so now uh, Graves and Jaff have to take this information back to Provenio and let them know that, hey, there's a there's a chance there's going to be like an uprising from the ringers, basically. Well, and then they get immediately called to Titan. Right. They have to go to the planet of Titan. Yes. Yeah, we got uh, like a little scene of them being in the ship and all that stuff. Yeah, and they get put like in hypersleep, and I found it hilarious that they wake up from hypersleep, and Jaff gets on the treadmill, and Graves just wants to take a nap yeah. <laughs> right, right after he came out of hypersleep, which is pretty funny. <laughs> oh, and we do, I think at this point, we think we would have learned like what happened between him and his daughter. Yeah. So um, her, his daughter, like... They were like on a mission to find a guy and kill him, I think. And her, her, his daughter like befriended the guy on Titan because she'd always kind of been sympathetic to the ringers because she, I, we hadn't talked about this, she is a ringer. Like he she's, had an illegitimate child with a, somebody from Titan. Yeah, she's like part ringer, part human, or part ringer, part earth, because they're all humans technically, but yeah, part ringer and part earth person. And she wasn't supposed to exist, so his plan was to, like, train her up to be such a good collector that she could, like, even though she wasn't supposed to exist, they would have to accept her because she was so good. Right. But she, so she, like, ends up getting close to this guy that they're supposed to kill and, like, disappears with him, but Graves had put a tracking device in this little pendant that he had given her, like, a long time ago, so he was able to track her and tracks her down and ends up murdering this dude and leaving his son an orphan. And it really pisses his daughter off, obviously, as it would. And so they haven't spoken since. And that was like eight or nine years before this, right? Yeah. And he like said that he had been he messaged her like on some worldwide messaging thing. But she like has since stopped responding to him. He hasn't heard from her in years. Um, So they get to Titan and they. They've started learning, right, that there's a name of some guy that is, like, heading this uh, rebellion is what you might as well call it. Um, And so now they're trying to figure out where this guy might have gone, right? And is this when they get on the other ship? They have to, like, go – there's a ship in orbit, right, that they go to? Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm having a – like I'm drawing a blank. Uh, yeah, I just remember they go there and yeah, some stuff happens. And then they have to meet like his old girlfriend so they can get some information. Yeah, okay, so they go to the ship, they find some they find like a a wrist tracker or like a wrist Oh, those. So thing. they go out because they had they they had a a ship was like planned to crash into like some of Prevenio's shit I thought right and so they had to like go out and yeah, disarm yep. it before it would crash That's, okay okay yep. 
Well, when they like it's there and they can't get a hold of it, right? And then yeah. when they get on the ship is when it starts heading towards their uh Prevenio stuff. So basically like they have to disable it or Prevenio is just going to shoot it down. Doesn't matter right. who's on it, they're just going right. to shoot it down. Um so Jeff hacks into it with his like robot powers and they stop it. But then they come up with this um that like uh wrist thing, right? And they have to use that then they're going to go talk to his old girlfriend who is a ringer and hopefully she, cause she's like a, a uh, information broker and they're going to see if she can figure out what the children of Titans plan is. Or yeah, if she knows anything about it. Right. Um, so this is when they have to go and they have to uh, like go in disguise, right. Into the like club. Yeah, not necessarily disguised, but they just don't want to look like rich, so they don't have like any of their Prevenio stuff, and they don't have armor or anything like that on. They, and Jaff yeah, has leave to take their off his, his eye lens, right? Um, which I did kind of like this part that they have to like kind of dress down, and it makes like Jeff feel super uncomfortable. Yeah. Um. Graves is like okay with it because he's used to doing this kind of stuff. But Jeff is like, he has to like force Jeff to slouch. He's <laughs> like, you have to try to blend in, or they're gonna, you know, they're gonna make us for the minute we walk in the door. Um, and then the guards at the door like shake him down for a bunch of freaking money to get in because they know they're not telling the truth about who they are, um, to an extent. But they're like, it's gonna cost you 150 credits each to get in here. Yeah, which is nothing to either one of them though. Right. But but they're trying to pretend to be like miners, and they know it would be a lot to miners. Right. Um. So they meet with his uh, his old girlfriend, his old fling. Um, she turns out to try to stab them in the back, and Jaff catches on immediately. And yeah. Pulls some seriously badass shit. He like steals one of the guard's guns, shoots the guard, and immediately shoots her in the leg. Like, yeah, it's pretty cool. I I did like that. And then Jaff is hardcore because she like goes to strike a bargain. Like she's basically going to say, I won't tell you anything unless and Jaff like leans down and puts his hand in the bullet wound. (laughs) Yeah. To basically torture her in place to make her tell the truth and i was like dang this dude is not screwing around oh i guess we should mention too that jeff can tell when people are lying yeah jeff has like it's not even necessarily like supernatural that he can do it he actually we find out later is basically just like he's kind of on a different wave than everybody else Mm -hmm. essentially yeah he's more than just a cogent right um so with the information that they get from i don't even remember her name me neither they get some information from her um and then they go meet with the prevenio core boss right just graves right graves goes and meets with the prevenio like mr prevenio himself um and Prevenio is going to give them their next assignment, which is basically going to go be to go and slap down this, you know, Children of Titan uprising. He's like, you got to put a stop to this. Doctor something. I can't remember what the fucking name is. It's the doctor. Oh, the doctor. Okay. The doctor. Yeah. They just go by the doctor. And they they are in the quarantine zone. 
Right. Yeah, and basically because Pervenio basically says like, uh, you know, you need to put this down because I don't want to have to kill all these people. Like, yeah. <laughs> he and not because he can't, but because he says it will look bad. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just to put it in perspective, like what kind of situation they're all living in. And Pervenio also explains that Jaff is his son. Right. He is an illegitimate son, just like uh, Graves' daughter is. And I don't remember why he made him a cogent. Because he was really... Like, this is what I mean when I say he's, like, on a different wavelength. Like, he got picked on all the time in school and stuff, and then the, some kids beat the shit out of him so bad that he couldn't see out of his... That's why his one oh, eye is right. blind. So that's why... He decided to go ahead and enroll him in the cogent uh, initiative thing because he knew that would be something he would be really good at because of like how his brain works. And it was an easy way to keep him like to keep everybody from figuring out that it was Prevenio's son. Yeah, I guess that's yeah, okay. That's right. Um so then they go and I can't remember, is the quarantine zone on Titan or is it on like one of the moons? I think it is on Titan. On Titan. Okay. Either I'm way, not hundred percent sure about that, but I think so. Yeah. I can't really remember off the top of my head, but either way they go and they're immediately met with like hostilities because, um, you know, they go and they're trying to tell these guys, look, we need to just talk to the doctor. Like they're trying to explain, they want to settle this, you know, before anybody gets hurt. Um, and then, is this the big reveal, like the big twist? Uh, they, I think they, they get into like a scrap, don't they? And then they have to put on spacesuits to go outside. I can't remember why. Because like the doctor's not in the quarantine zone itself. She's like slightly, well, she I spoiled it. She's like, she's like <laughs> in a little bit of, she's like, they have to go through open, open space. That's not like terraformed or anything like that. Right. Well, and okay, so yeah, they end up going through that. They get in a, a scrap with Titanborn that are using the flying suits, right? Yes. Okay, so there had been like rumors that people on Titan back in the day had made like flying suits because the gravity was so much lower. So basically, all they had to do was have these like suits made with like basically they could jump and fly because of the suits and the low gravity. And they get attacked by guys doing this. They thought it was just a legend, but these guys are actually doing that. Uh, and they wound, I think they wound one of them before they get to where... Oh, yeah, that's right. They wound him and they follow him, right? Yeah, yep. And basically they make it into this like kind of area where uh, Graves gets a little bit sick to his stomach because he just sees all of these ringers. They're all like sick and dying mm -hmm. and... They're like, there's bodies like in piles. Um, so this is where they will meet the doctor. And we find out that the doctor is none other than Graves' daughter. At which um, point I was like, are you fucking serious? Right. Which to me, it makes no sense. The only part of it that makes no sense to me is how roundabout way it is of bringing Graves and his daughter back together. Well, yeah, like, why would it be her? This is the thing that doesn't really make sense to me. Exactly. Like, 
And Prevenio could have sent any other collector to do this uh, job. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> so. it, it, just, it just doesn't really make sense that it that it would be her with Graves. Like, it just doesn't really add up to me right. that she uh, would be like in control of all these people already. Yeah. Well, and a lot of them don't trust her. Like, we kind of learn a little bit. Oh, in this yeah, part I guess that's that, true. A lot of them don't even really like her. But basically, what she decided to do, like after that day, with graves and her where he shot that guy even though she begged him not to and he did it anyways like that's where we kind of figured out graves is like a monster um but the whole book has kind of been him subverting that like initial thing that broke him and his daughter up uh until about five minutes from now so um they basically he's now he's torn because obviously he's got supposed to turn his daughter in and Jaff now knows, too, what, like, because he tried to keep Jaff out of there first, right? Well, they wouldn't let Jaff in. That's right. They wouldn't let Jaff in. So Graves is the only one who knows it at this point. But Jaff, like, shoots his way in and figures out what's going on. And Jaff doesn't necessarily know that the doctor is Graves' daughter, but Jaff is going to follow protocol at all costs and turn her in. Right. So... Uh, Graves makes the decision to shoot and kill Jeff. Yeah, which honestly, I was like, what the fuck? I, Are you serious? Same here. Like, It kind I of mean, pissed me off because they were like really building up this relationship between the two of them. And then it's yeah. like, actually, you know, none of that fucking matters. Who cares? Yeah. I, and see, I'm not a writer and I don't know what would have been better, but it might have almost been better to me. Like if Jeff, like if they got into like a firefight, and Jaff got wounded, and Graves, instead of just turning on him point blank, then Graves like makes it look like, oh yeah, Jaff was killed by somebody else, which is still what turns out to happen. Like that's how they spin it at the end is that Jaff was killed by a ringer, basically. Um, but it just felt so like, ah, uh, yeah, you've yeah. been building this relationship for like five hours, and oh man yeah it was disappointing and and i so he saves her right so she could like make titan better but like it, it makes no sense to me because this the fact that jaff is dead pisses prevenio off so he basically decides to kill them all yeah so because like, what the, the hell would the next books be about like i don't understand because <laughs> well, i feel like he made it worse yeah and i agree because um yeah so the epilogue is Mr. Prevenio finding out that Jeff was killed during their little uh, expedition and then yeah basically swearing that he's going to wipe out all of these ringers you know and he's not like the military but his company is so big that that's not like unfathomable for him to be able to do yeah you basically do whatever he wants right um, and yeah that's pretty much the end of the book uh, yeah I thought up to the point where he shoots Jeff was okay. And then when he shoots Jeff, I'm like, God damn it. Really? Like, come on. But like you were mentioning, like there's character development in him kind of accepting like, okay, a Jaff is helpful. Like we make a really good team like this. You get the vibe. Mm -hmm. It's like, Oh, this is the start of something great. And then at a coin flip, I feel like he was like, oh, it's time to shoot Jaff in the fucking mouth. Right. Like, I, I don't know. It just, to me, it, it like the consistency of him, like all of a sudden flipping when he sees that it's his daughter doesn't really add up that much. 
Yeah, I was kind of bummed out by that. Like, it would have almost been better if, like, Graves helps his daughter, like, you know, oh, escape out the back before Jaff can see her. And then, like, does his best to, like, keep Jaff from following her or finding her. But without killing him. Like... I don't know. I, I feel like the story like it doesn't to me it did not make sense for him to let her go at all just because she's his daughter like it doesn't really add up he never really like ha- was devoted to himself more than his company at any point in the story before that right yeah and that's a good point like the whole point of graves is that he is kind of like i said at the beginning get the job done like at all costs so for him to now come across his like estranged daughter who he hasn't spoken to in years, who is now basically inciting a rebellion, and then to be like, oh, uh, yeah, I'll turn against my company that I've been working for for my entire life is – and it, like you said, flip of a coin, not even like a – Oh, I need to think about this. For no, a little it, while. <laughs> it, it was it was literally like all of a sudden he's like, you have to escape. There is no like internal monologue or anything. It's just like all of a sudden he's trying to get her to leave. That's right. it. And I, I just felt it was like, what? Are you serious right now? I feel like it would have been better served as like a in hot fuzz when he is pointing the gun at his own dad and then he, he shoots it and he shoots in the air. That would have made much more sense. Like he's just torn between his daughter and getting and doing the job and you would see that internal struggle but instead no he's just like hey, i'm gonna shoot jeff it's like what well especially the scene before that he's talking about like how much he actually likes being around him and like having him on his team right it, it's just like what what oh yeah but we should mention too that graves dies uh graves dies that's oh you're right so graves dies and we should also mention that um at one point he kills a collector from uh, the other biggest company in the universe so yeah i forgot about that shit so now he basically has to die because otherwise he has literally like the two biggest companies in the universe with a target on his back yeah i forgot that he dies that's right he does die because when Prevenio gets the information, he says that you're both dead, right? Yeah, because he just hit. I, I want to say like bef- before Jaff comes in the building, he's trying to get his daughter to escape. So he's like, "Shoot me, shoot me real quick," so he'll think that you just like escaped. And she shoots him, but Jaff is already on them at that point. Yeah, and actually, he shoots Jaff in the head, and Jaff still gets a shot off. Oh yeah, that's that- right. He shoots him again it opens his suit, right? And he ends up freezing to death because yeah, his suit that's right. Jeff opens. shoots him before... Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because Jeff realizes, like, a split second too late what Graves is doing and still gets that last shot off. Um, yeah, yeah, it's kind of just disappointing, though. Yeah, the whole like, ending just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Especially when you had these two really good characters that could have gone... Like, if you had those two characters... Even if it was just them going through like shenanigans together, I could probably get behind that. But now you killed those two. So, yeah, the most interesting parts of the book are gone. That's what I mean. It's like, how is there a sequel? Right. Yeah, because I'm assuming the sequel has to be new characters now. So, probably about his daughter, who I didn't even like. I don't know. I feel like her character wasn't that interesting. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, Again, I've listened to a lot worse books, but this one just 
it sits on the kind of meh scale for yeah, me. Meh. So. Yeah, I agree with that entirely. But yeah, so that's uh that's Titanborn there, folks. Book one, like we said, of the uh, Children of Titan series. So. Uh, with that, what are we doing next time, Bob? Uh, have we decided? Nope. <laughs> we haven't. Uh, let's see. I was going to recommend... Uh, you know what? Let's do something short. That's what I said last time. You're like, seven hours. That's short. I was like, no, it's not. Yeah, that was my bad. Um, let's do, no, that's another Laird Baron book. <laughs> <laughs> we could do the art of war by Sun Tzu. It's only an hour long. Oh God. Oh, I don't know, man. I think I've listened to that in podcast form and I'm, I don't think I'm smart enough to talk about that. Oh, for sure. I've listened to it before too. And I was like, wait, what? Oh, let's do, uh, the food of the gods by Terrence McKenna. Okay. I mean, it's not short, it's eight hours, but yeah. So look forward to oh, that. No, We're going to do Food of the Gods by Terrence McKenna next. So, yes. yeah, check out stay, that. Stay tuned for more Anime Squires, as always. Yeah. We're, we're kind of getting close to the end of Samurai Champloo, so if anybody has any recommendations for new anime that we should watch, we'd really appreciate that. Sure. Uh, anything else? Any announcements? Uh, I don't think so. Again, just thank you everybody for listening. We really appreciate it. And um, yeah, feel free to email us, uh, follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Reddit, all those things. We really appreciate that stuff. So yeah, and hopefully you guys will be around for the next one because I'd appreciate it. 